الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما خلقت الجن والانس الا ليعبدون صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters dunya this world that we live in is a very very transitory phase very temporary place it's some place that a person is here now and a person is gone now this is the reality of dunya in the past one two months there has been a funeral message almost every other day sometimes almost daily repeatedly we hear about somebody or the other having passed on one day people will hear about our passing on hazrat umar radhiyallahu ta'ala anhu person of his caliber person of his position and status but he too would state this to people and tell them that every now and again you hear mata fulan wa mata fulan that so and so has passed away and so and so has passed away wala bud and it is necessary that one day will come when you will hear that umar has passed away a person of that position that status he is also conscious of this and he is reminding others and he is himself also reminding him his own person he is reminding himself that this day will come when my passing on will also be announced likewise we have to daily reflect upon this reflect upon this news that will one day go out it will go out on various messages it might go out on people's whatsapp messages maybe somebody will be sending out maybe sms's somebody will be sending out emails maybe somebody will be phoning and they will be giving the news of our death to family to friends to whoever now this is something for us from time to time to sit down and reflect upon in fact daily for one two minutes one minute for half a minute that today before the end of this day this message is going to go out that i so and so has passed away allah knows best how much life we have left that could very well be a reality that before the end of today any one of us the message could go out that so and so has passed away how often a person there isn't the slightest thought that can cross anybody's mind that i am seeing this person now and 5 minutes later i won't see him alive and it happens we just met the person we just spoke to the person we just uh, thought of the person the next thing you hear the person is gone this is dunya this is the system that we are seeing all the time around us and this is that which we have to take ibrath from those who have already left the dunya with iman and they are now safe from all the fitnas of dunya they are the ones that are now in a better place inshallah and 
they are the ones that we are grieving over them, we should be grieving over our own situation. It's human nature to feel grief, to feel sorrow, to feel pain. It's human nature that if anybody has lost somebody in their family, in their some friend, whatever, it's human nature, they will feel the grief of that. And Dean hasn't stopped us from uh, expressing that grief within the limits of Sharia also. But the point is that the lesson for us to take is that what is going to be our position when that moment comes? They have, mashallah, already reached Jannat. What is our position? So this is the big lesson that we have to take for our daily life. And this is one very important way, or rather very effective way, that we sit down and think about when this message will go. There was one person who used to live here in Isipingo Beach many years ago, and he was also somebody who, this was many years ago, maybe more than 25-30 years ago, uh, he used to also write the notices on the masjid notice board. So that was something that he had been given the task or he used to, he volunteered to do it or whatever. So the various notices, this funeral notices, the other notices, so he used to write it. So one day he wrote in the funeral message board, he wrote his name. So when people came for the next salah, they saw this and they see the person is present and they know this is his writing. So some people started taking it like a joke. Some people started getting a little bit confused. What is wrong with this person? What is he up to? But by the end of that day, he passed away. So Allah knows best. He was given some kind of information or whatever. But in the funeral message board, he wrote his own name. And by the end of the day, he was gone. So this day is going to come, it is inevitable, it will come, it is more sure than tomorrow coming. If somebody tells you tomorrow is not going to come, that something perhaps could be believed in some way, maybe, Allah knows. But that death won't come, that is totally out of the question, that is more certain than tomorrow. So this message is going to go out. But then when the message goes out, what then? What then? There are many things. What then is going to happen to us in the grave? What's going to happen to us on the day of Qiyamah? What is going to happen to us in terms of the questioning of Munkar and Nakir? What is going to happen in all the various stages of Akhirat? So that is one thing. Sometimes that sounds a little bit far away for us. It sounds like a bit very far away. But let us now take one step backwards that the day we are gone what then in terms of what we have left behind? One day we will suddenly be gone. When we are gone, it's too late to do anything. It's too late to delete anything. It's too late to shred anything. It's too late to hide anything. And everything will be opened out. Every cupboard will be opened out. Every phone will be opened out. If that phone is password locked, it will somehow be opened out. Because anything that can be locked can be opened. There's a lock, it can be broken. And this happens all the time. So every cupboard will be opened. Every nook and corner that we might have thought was a safe place. 
that will be exposed. Everything that we thought was password locked, some technology will be available to unlock that. Everything that we thought was hidden will now be open. So let us sit and think backwards that today might be my last day in life. And who knows? Allah knows. Today will be the last day that I am going to be living in dunya. And supposing I was informed of this, like that person wrote his name on the board, Allah knows best that he was actually some malaika whispered something in his ears, or it was just something that was inspired on his heart, or whatever. So he had some kind of idea, Allah knows best, nobody will know, he's gone, nobody can ask him, that did you have some information beforehand? At that time it sounded very strange, he's writing his own name. So, just to imagine, and this could very well be reality, that today is my last day. And before the sun sets, I'm going to be gone. I somehow have this information. That too is a very long time from now, before the sun sets. We don't have guarantee for the next moment. But just for our understanding, let's say that supposing this was the information given to us. Between now and then, I have to do what I have to do. One is I have to make sincere toba. So many things. But then together with the sincere toba and then the rights of people who I would have liked to ask forgiveness from. Somebody I slandered. I falsely accused somebody of something. I created mischief between people, caused problems between them. I want to sort that out. Tell them, please, look, this was my fault. I lied to somebody and that created such a problem for the person I want to tell him please ma for this whatever I did that caused such a problem for you whatever else somebody's property I took away I want to return that quickly any other thing the rights of people the rights of Allah Ta'ala I want to make all my qaza namazes but I only got a couple of hours left that's like an impossibility that I'm going to make all the qazas now then I want to write my will I didn't even write my will and then there's so many things I want to delete. Now this is the point that we want to discuss today. That if today was the last day of our life, what we would like to quickly delete if we had this information? Now, if you would like to delete many things, does it make any sense when death is so uncertain to even have those things in the first place? when we would be going helter-skelter to try and delete things, to try and remove things, to hide things, to shred things, if supposing we knew that one hour's time I am leaving dunya, then does it make sense to even have those things in the first place, because death doesn't come with an announcement. If some person, some pious person got some kind of idea that he's, now his last has come, that's not the rule, that's not the norm. People go in seconds people go, they suddenly gone. So when this is the case, that out of the blue a person's life could suddenly come to a halt, does it make sense to even have something in the first place which could be a big problem for one in the akhirat as well and a problem to one's izzat and honor in dunya or one is gone so one's family's izzat and honor because everything will come out. A person has got, for example, this is one of the things that 
now has become so common nowadays people have all kinds of things on social media now somebody's got things on Facebook and things on Twitter and every other day there's something new coming out and some Instagram and whatever all this chakkaris and all this shaitani traps are now people have got now who's following who they call themselves followers whereas we are to be the followers of Rasulullah sallallahu but these are the terminologies used because this is the following of shaitan so now this boy is following that girl now that's how that or that girl is following that boy na'uzubillah la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah it's following shaitan we are supposed to be we are claiming and we are the followers of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the followers of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam leaving his path and now following shaitan following haram following filth and this is something which all these the so called following is just making fools of people making them total fools but they get so happy to be fools that i got so many followers so called followers but it's all just being like i used this example before it's not a good example but it's example that we need to reflect on that they are just being used like toilet paper to be then thrown away that's all this is the reality so some people unfortunately this is the this is the deception of shaitan that when a person is blindfolded with the blindfold of shaitan and the mind becomes covered in the cloak of shaitan the mind becomes clogged with all the evil and filth and the person actually looks forward to becoming a piece of toilet paper like the fly the fly looks forward to sitting on filth you shoo it away from there it'll go and come back to the same point because that fly its nature has now become filth that its nature is filth meaning that it likes to sit on filth so now the person whose nature was pure his nature was that he would like to sit or be in pure places be doing things that are pure be in pure environments be talking things that are pure be listening to what is pure be thinking what is pure but now when a person keeps exposing oneself to filth to haram keeps exposing oneself to evils keeps getting involved in haram discussions or then strikes up haram relationships then in time the sinuses get clogged up the sinuses are clogged then the bitter things start tasting sweet but that is a sign of very ill health that is a sign that a person is seriously sick so now like that fly person is insan he is ashraful makhluqat he is the greatest of allah taala's creation his nature is pure but he wants to be in filth now he wants to be in all the kind of dirt all the kind of evil and he's looking forward to that like that fly looking forward to that filth like that worm that looks what is rotten so now this person whose nature was pure whose nature was that nature that it is driven towards goodness where it gets enjoyment out of recitation of quran sharif gets pleasure out of salah 
Nabi Islam said, Qurratu aini fi salah. The coolness of my eyes is in salah. Coolness of the eyes refers to happiness, pleasure, joy. Like they say that, may the child be the coolness of the parent's eye. So what is the meaning of the coolness of the parent's eye? This is from the Arabic line actually, where in the dua of the Quran Sharif, we have been taught, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun wa ja'alna lilmuttaqina imama. Ya Allah, make our spouses and our offspring the coolness of our eyes. Qurrata a'yun. It is something that is a, is a way of expression. The Arabs use this as an expression of describing happiness, of describing pleasure. And linguistically, in terms of the word itself, what is mentioned is that when a person cries out of grief, out of sadness, then the tears, there's heat in the tears. And the tears of joy, there isn't heat in it, it's cool. Allah alam. But this is what has been mentioned in some kitabs, that the tears of happiness, because sometimes a person cries out of joy also. Sometimes a person cries out of happiness. So that tears that come out are not with heat. There is no heat in it. So that is the coolness of the eye. It's a happiness, crying out of happiness. So that is where this happiness comes from. So this happiness that the person, this insan, Salah was his coolness of his eyes. Nabi Salaam says, Salah is the coolness of my eyes. Now this is the nature, the tabiat, the original and natural tabiat of insan, his disposition, his nature that he will get enjoyment in all these pure things in all the good things making dhikr will be a source of great pleasure for him person reciting tasbih reciting subhanallah subhanallah reciting astaghfirullah astaghfirullah each one of these recitations of tasbih will fill the heart with great joy will make a person feel ecstatic when when the sinuses have been unclogged when the sinuses have been cleared, the person is healthy, the person is fit. Now that healthy person gets the full taste, gets the full pleasure and enjoyment of that meal. Because the sinuses are clear, the taste buds are open, the person is not feeling pain, is not feeling any kind of discomfort. So now the person can eat well, the person can enjoy every muscle. So when the spiritual sinuses are unclogged, when the spiritual health is in place, now every good that the person does there's a rush of excitement there's pleasure, there's happiness yes, dunya is a place of test things will happen gradually but a time comes when eventually this becomes the position Hazrat Mawlana Fazli Rahman Ganj Muradabadi Rahmatullah used to say when I go into sajda it feels as if as if obviously this is not in in, in, in literal terms this is in figurative terms I feel as if Allah Ta'ala has embraced me. Now what joy, what pleasure, what happiness he was getting in every sajda. And this is not something restricted to the past. May Allah Ta'ala grant me also one iota of this. There are people who have mentioned this obviously in, in their own private capacity. But Allah Ta'ala has blessed some people with this kind of good feeling in their sajdas even in this time and age and not isolated cases several people many people may Allah Ta'ala bless me and all of us also with this great uh, blessing that we truly enjoy ibadat 
but we started off on this discussion that when a person knows for sure that death will come certainly there is no escape from death and the second thing is that death comes without notice some might have some kind of chance in the sense that the person now got sick and then got very sick and now it became obvious now the person is a mehman that happens sometimes but then that person is sometimes so ill that he still can do nothing we don't know how our last moment will come whether it will come with some kind of prior notice in the sense that there will be some kind of indication that now a person is a mehman or it will come in seconds and moments we have no idea so when death is so uncertain and death will so uncertain in terms of how it will come and when it will come but at the same time it's 100% a reality it will come now does it make sense to have anything to hide does it make sense to have things that we would like, like to delete so we, would, we branched off on the aspect of social media there are so many things now pictures people post their pictures now to start off with pictures in the hadith sharif Nabi Islam says the people who will be punished most on the day of Qiyamah the people who will get the most severest punishment on the day of Qiyamah is Al-Musawwirun those who take pictures of animate objects now a person has gone into the cover the person is already in the grave but the person left behind deliberately of his own choice took pictures now the so called selfies the selfie is so close to selfish and this is what it's all about it's a person becomes so consumed with oneself now people are taking pictures of themselves this is now the height of vanity the so called selfie because these are selfish it comes from selfishness all related vanity selfishness person thinking great of oneself now person who thinks nothing of himself will shy away from anything that will show any publicity others now sometimes may do something but he will not do something of his own accord but a person who thinks great of himself and who has a bit of a selfish nature now will be doing these things deliberately taking pictures of oneself to post here and there why people must know me must recognize me must see me but this is from a very selfish it's vanity it is something from a very low character and especially where all and sundry would be able to view these things would be able to read these things that makes it even worse it's bad as it is that makes it even worse that is displaying the sun that is making one is a person took a picture of oneself or went and had a photograph taken now that is a terrible sin it is a sin which Nabi Islam says that the people among among those people who will get the worst punishment on the day of Qiyamah are those who take pictures of animate objects now this picture's photography is a more uh, it's, it's even more advanced form of picture making the picture making of that zamana was hand drawn so that was something that was not something so accurate and photography has become a very advanced form of their picture making and digital photography has become an even more advanced form because it's now even more accurate so now how much more dangerous this is so a person now has posted all these things now the person has gone into the cover and now somebody is still looking at this picture and getting sin for it now some girl for example posted her pictures on wherever all these instagram this all this instagram 
Allah alam when these names come something else rings in the mind Instagram is not necessarily exactly sounding the same but the word that came in my mind is instant haram that automatically a person is going to get involved in some haram or the other and Facebook like a defacebook person is defacing his spiritual self disfiguring oneself these things can be used in a correct way but that is like such a small fraction that people use it correctly that overall its use has become entangled in some haram or the other it's an instrument or it's a facility it's an it's something some technology that can be used correctly but what percentage do use it in such a way that they don't get involved in any haram for example a person has their own account of whatever sorted these things are and they got all kinds of people now linked up to that group everybody's little picture comes away on the side or there's some girl some boy some auntie some uncle some anybody and everybody so now is looking at that guys is it permissible is that not zina of the eyes but when things become common and it becomes widespread then the evil of it suddenly just disappears from the heart people stop even thinking that is there anything wrong with it and the same story that we repeatedly mention that then anybody is told about it also but what's wrong but what's wrong with it everybody is doing it so everybody is doing it it must become right that is not the basis for something to be right something to be right and wrong the basis for that is the shariat what Allah Ta'ala has given us what Nabi Islam has given us and from the Quran and Sunnah what the fuqaha have extracted and the ulama have presented to us in the light of the Quran and Sunnah that is what is the basis of right and wrong so now a person has now left dunya and somebody now is looking at this picture they getting the sin of now some girl's picture is they posted and some boy is now looking at this so he is getting the sin of zina of the eyes and that sin is going to be equally shared by the person who put it on this person is gone now we talk about sadaqa jariya thawab jariya in the hadith it comes that Nabi Islam said that there are certain acts which become sawab jariya perpetual reward ongoing sawab continuous sawab the person passed away also the sawab is carrying on like for example a person dug a well now people are benefiting from the water of that well person passed away that sawab is still continuing person contributed to some cause of deen the masjid the madrasa sponsored some student for deen etc so now that sawab is ongoing the person passed away the pers- but the, that good work is still carrying on so that sawab is ongoing so that is sawab jariya now this becomes gunah jariya ongoing sins ongoing perpetual sin perpetual Allah forbid azab come as a result that now the person's life has stopped when a person's life is over now he cannot commit sin now now he is dead he is passed on but he is still getting sin because of what he is left behind so what a terrible thing this is so these are things that and I remember many years back mashallah person has long since uh, got over all these things there was one student who had newly come to the madrasaya so he had come from a different life from some foreign country as well and from a very different life and alhamdulillah within months of being in the right environment etc his heart started changing for the better so after a while one day he came and he came with one photograph in his hand 
is holding it upside down and he's saying to me that uh, now he's trying to say something but he's not getting to the point and he's not even giving that so I asked him but what's the problem so eventually he speaks up and says but you know just keep this like this but tear it so what is this he said no just tear it so I took it and tore it so he says no this was the picture of some or the photograph of some girlfriend who now I made Toba from all this I'm no more in contact but I had all these things from before I said, then why didn't you tear it? He says, no, but I couldn't tear it. You know, he was feeling like he's going to be tearing his heart or something. So, but he had that much of conscience, that fikr, that concern, so he brought it, so I tore it. After a few days, he brought another one and came. He said, please tear this one also. This carried on for about five, six times. And he's drinking one, one at a time. Now the point is that shaitan clings with both hands. And a person now has decided to move on. So Shaitan brings all these stupid thoughts that now how am I going to tear this thing? And that is a time to really get bring down the showers of mercy from Allah Ta'ala. That a person takes that courage and shreds all these things immediately. And if a person can't do it himself for whatever the reasons are, don't delay it for tomorrow. Get somebody else to shred it. But don't leave any trace of any haram because tomorrow might be too late tonight might be too late delete everything whatever we have posted anyway whatever we have uh, made any kind of something that is obviously wrong any kind of comment somewhere something we have stated somewhere in some social media or wherever it might be and something we've got hidden somewhere wherever that might be might be on our phone it might be anywhere let us consider that he is not hidden from Allah Ta'ala. We can hide it from insan. He is not hidden from Allah Ta'ala. But, many a times, it then gets exposed to insan as well. Insan also suddenly, they uh, stumble over it. Others stumble over it. What is going on here? And this happens from time to time. Allah Ta'ala gives respite. Allah Ta'ala gives rope to a person that this person now has erred, has made a mistake, but now he'll repent, he'll come back. Unfortunately, we misunderstand that respite. We take it to be that everything is so rosy for me, why should I bother? Let me just carry on. Whereas that is the respite from Allah Ta'ala, that my banda made a mistake, but now he'll come back, he'll make toba, he'll get rid of all this. But that banda doesn't take this, that, that message, or doesn't take the lesson, starts getting more deeper and deeper into it, and starts saying that, how many times I did this? I'm so smart, nobody can catch me. So why bother now? And finally, a person, that rope that Allah Ta'ala gave, the person misunderstood that rope, and a person starts strangling oneself with the same rope. So, this is something to do very, very consciously. To sit down, to ponder, to think, that what is my condition? Think about all the things I have done, all the things that I have posted here and there, all the pictures that I have probably taken all these accounts these accounts these are all major debit accounts that takes a person so deep in the red that sometimes it becomes a total destruction all these accounts to totally delete them let us never be on any of these social media none of this is to start off with necessary in any way if there is some small benefit in some way the harms of it far outweigh the benefit for us. The risks are far beyond our understanding as well. 
And too many people have already fallen so hard that it takes, it's no, uh, not, not anything to even elaborate on. It is common knowledge that how many people have fallen so hard with all getting involved in all these things. So it is for us to take this lesson. Shaitan will always whisper in the heart, not you. It happened to that person and happened to that person and happened to that person, but you are too smart. You are one above everybody. Oh, Shaitan will bring some all kinds of other thoughts. We need to understand that there will be some mujahada involved sometimes. Person is caught up on drugs. Now he's made a firm intention to give it up. So when he's made an intention to give it up, for a short while, there are some withdrawal symptoms. But now he says, I am not prepared to undergo this withdrawal symptoms, so I rather continue with the drug. So I am going to just now continue. So now he continues with it, but then that doesn't give him the kick anymore. Now, because Shaitan now wants to give him a bigger kick, he needs to get into something more deeper, something more harder. So now he goes, he was from one drug, now he goes to a worse drug. He goes to a drug that is even more terrible. So now, he was not prepared to undergo that little bit of withdrawal symptoms because that withdrawal symptoms have been brought upon by his own actions. Now he was not prepared to undergo that, so then he goes to the other extreme and he gets deeper and deeper into the mess. He destroys his own life and he ruins the lives of so many people around him also. So likewise, all these things become like drugs also. The illicit relationships. People get caught up in illicit relationships. People get caught up in the social media haram. People get caught up on har- looking at haram on their phones. People get caught up in listening to haram, music, etc. All these things become like drugs. But when a person now decides to make toba, this comes from Allah Ta'ala. So, initially, there will be some kind of withdrawal symptoms. This is from shaitan. There will be some withdrawal symptoms. But, by persevering, turning to Allah Ta'ala at that time, engaging the heart in deep zikr and being very punctual on the mamulat, being very conscious, making muraqaba daily, very very deeply all this is the gift of Allah Ta'ala. my eyes, Allah Ta'ala has blessed me, my ears, Allah Ta'ala has blessed me, my heart, Allah Ta'ala has blessed me, my hands and feet, Allah Ta'ala's gift, for one moment or for a short while, one day make muraqaba I don't have my hands something happened, Allah forbid no more I have my hands and I go to continue with life. Now, imagine from the morning as I need to now progress through the day and I don't have hands. How am I going to now continue with life? Do what I need to do. Start off right from the morning. Person now needs to wash their face. You don't have hands. You need to gargle your mouth. You don't have hands. Person needs to go to the toilet. He doesn't have hands. Person needs to eat. He doesn't have hands. Person wants to write something, he doesn't have hands. Person wants to take something from somebody, he doesn't have hands. He wants to give something to somebody, he doesn't have hands. He wants to weigh his own clothes, he doesn't have hands. He wants to put on his shoes, he doesn't have hands. Can we imagine what a ni'mat Allah has given us? And what we use those hands for? How many kinds of haram messages we are using to type with those hands? How many kinds of haram things we are holding in that hand? while that phone is displaying haram and being held in that hand, is this a, is this the gratitude of this hand, this gift of Allah Ta'ala? Is this hand meant for touching filth? So, to sit and think about this. 
ponder about these things, ponder about the ni'mat of eyes, then imagine, Allah forbid, suddenly my sight has been, has gone, whatever happened, and now I'm in this dark world, I need to now continue with life, but how? What a situation it is. Person has lost his hearing, cannot hear anymore. It's a very, very silent world a person is living in. He can hear somebody, or can see somebody saying something, but he cannot, somebody has said a joke, everybody is laughing, this person is in a silent world, he cannot be part of that enjoyment, he cannot share that moment, people are greeting him, he doesn't know what they are saying. What a silent world. Now Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with all these bounties, has blessed us with sight, has blessed us with hearing, has blessed us with our hands and feet, has blessed us with our heart, with our mind. We are not insane, we are not sitting in some mental hospital somewhere. All this is the great na'mat and the favor of Allah Ta'ala. Now, the need is to truly appreciate these na'mats and bounties and to conduct ourselves in such a way that if our death comes now, we are not now hoping that we could have deleted something. We are hoping that we could have hidden something or shredded something or removed something. We are ready to meet Allah Ta'ala. So to sit daily and think, give it one minute of thought. Now after this discussion is over, then to remain sitting silently for at least one and a half, two minutes and think about this. Think deeply about it quietly. Everybody thinking for themselves that all the things that I have in my life, in my house, in my on my phone, in my cupboard somewhere or whatever, that I'll wish that if my life was going by this afternoon, by this evening, then the first things I will do is go and remove all these things. Then let us ensure if Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with life till tonight, that none of these things remain till tomorrow morning. And Allah knows best whether we got life till tonight, but some things now are still perhaps at home or somewhere else or wherever. So Allah Ta'ala bless us with the tawfiq of making that our target for today and that we sleep in a manner that we have made sincere tawbah, deleted everything, there is no trace of anything, neither for us or for anybody else and if our life suddenly had to go, we won't be getting perpetual sin from what we left behind. That Somebody is now committing zina of the eye, looking at the pictures we have posted. Somebody is reading the haram that we have posted. So this will become a means of perpetual sin. By deleting all these things, by making sincere tawbah, all this will be wiped out. And inshallah, we will have that purity of our heart also. Our life will become so much of peace and happiness will come in our lives and we will feel the barakat and the blessings of Allah Ta'ala descending upon us. May Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala grant me and all of us the tawfiq. May Allah Ta'ala give us the reality of deen. Enable us to be conscious of death all the time. Allah Ta'ala enable us to ponder over these things and to take the correct steps thereafter. Allah Ta'ala bless us all. Keep us with iman. Take us with iman. And raise us on the day of qiyamah with iman. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. After the dua is over, inshallah we all just remain sitting in our places and very quietly, silently, deeply think over what was discussed and over what we are supposed to be now doing thereafter. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnita ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu. ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين 
اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب امورنا بالخير بيدك الخير انك على كل شيء قدير اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving Allah we are acknowledging all the wrongs we have done, Ya Allah. We cannot hide anything from you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have mercy upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you enable us to do what is right, Ya Allah. You save us from everything that is wrong, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you give us a topic of making sincere tawbah from all the wrongs that we might have made, done, Ya Allah. All the mistakes we have made, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you give us a topic of erasing and deleting and removing from our lives forever. Anything and everything that is going to earn your displeasure, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Let us live such a life that if at any moment our death comes, Ya Allah, we are prepared and ready to meet you, Ya Allah. And we have no regrets about what we have left behind, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. You grant us the purity of our hearts, the purity of our minds. Ya Allah, you enable us to remain in the in pure environments, looking at pure things, listening to pure things. Ya Allah, save us from every filth, save us from every dirt. Allah, save us from every sin, save us from everything that will displease you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Enable us to be conscious of death and enable us to prepare for death. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adhaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balagh ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله